listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about Goodreads, breaking it down for you. But first, what are you reading, Bria? Oh, man. I talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Twitter. Um, <laughs> I uh, love that you become a, an English orphan. I am reading uh, a book called Nama. N-A-A-M-A-H by Sarah Blake. And it is about the Listeners wife. Listeners can't see, but I'm making it confused. I've never heard of that Really? Phase. It's brand new. Uh, it's brand new. I feel like people are talking about it. It's weird fiction. based. How have I never heard of this? Based on, um, uh, I don't know. It's based on, the main character is Noah's wife on the ark. The ark. Noah had a wife? From the Bible. So I knew this was going to, this is why I wanted to bring it up on the show. Noah was the one that got all the, the animals guy. two by two. Noah's the boat guy. Had a wife and kids and they all get on he the ark. kids? Well, I thought you weren't allowed to have, oh, but that's priests can't have kids. No, no, no. He was like, yeah, just like God just called a on random him. Guy. He was going to flood the world and kill everybody who was evil. And then he said, get all the animals on the ark and we're going to, you and your family will be saved and these animals. And then at some point you'll repopulate the world. Okay. Um, so it's told from the point of view of the wife who who's, is, who's like having to clean up all this animal poop and that deal is a, with all that this is an stuff. aspect. There's also, I'm going to warn everyone right now. There's quite a bit of animal death. Um, so it's taking me a minute to get through it. Cause there are parts where I was like, Whoa. And like, it's all about the animals on the ark. No, that's, it's about that's her. it. And it's about her and she keeps diving into the water. It's a very, I like when I said it's weird fiction, it's very weird. She starts, she meets an angel under the water. Like there's all sorts of things that happen, happen. And she also, um, before the flood happened, was having a relationship with a woman. It is also a very sex heavy book um, in a way that you wouldn't, like it is, it is a very, it, you know, it's loosely based on this story, but it is. Would it I be able to things. understand what's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is that like anybody, I know we talk a lot about, uh, religious books on the show that Mallory doesn't know anything about, you could pick it up and I think you'd really like it. It's I very cool. It. But the whole thing is like, she's like, um, you know, stuck on this boat and she's not happy and she uh, is a very sexual woman who isn't getting to have sex with anybody. Sexual woman on a boat. And, and then she's having to clean up after these animals and at some point she can't see the animals anymore. Like, this thing's, it's very... Like weird things are happening all the way through the book to this oh, lady. Oh, hold so, on! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna request this from the library. Yeah, right it's now. it's really fascinating. I don't know and, how. Um, I don't. And know. I do think you would kind of learn a little bit about sort of biblical lore. I don't know. I mean, we should have Sarah on Sarah Blake on um, because I don't know how much is actually based on like true to Bible things, like however many sons and daughters and sons sons wives and stuff they brought onto the boat. But um, I'm sure a lot of it's based on reality. It probably tells me in the book somewhere. But it's cool. It's a really bizarro uh, book based on a biblical sort you, of... How do you spell it? It's N-A-A-M-A-H. N-A-A-M-A-H. Listeners get to hear in real time me requesting things from the library. I don't know how. Oh, yeah. All right. Hold on. Please hold. Yeah. yeah. To, it's it's popular. It's like definitely a hold, a hold book at the library. What are you reading, Mallory? Uh, so I am reading one of my most anticipated books of the year. Uh, it is Bryn, Bryn Greenwood's The Reckless Oath We Made. So a couple of years ago, I think, I hear, I think, yeah, I think we had the show, uh, while, when this was happening, uh, Bryn Greenwood came out with a book called All the Ugly and Wonderful Things, and it ruined me and became one of my, became my favorite book of the year, one of my favorite books of all time. So this is her follow-up book, and I have been waiting for it. 
basically since I read all the ugly and wonderful things. And if you liked that book, you will love this one. I'm only one chapter and I just started, but it's the, her writing is amazing. It's so accessible. You just kind of like get sucked right in. And it's a very, very kind of a similar story to all the ugly and wonderful things where it's about like fucked up people falling in love with their fucked up lives like there's this woman and she has a hurt hip and she's really broke and she has to take care of her mother who's on all these medications and her sister who is kind of a screw up and she has to take care of her sister's son who she loves and to help pay the bills she like does weed runs back and forth to Colorado from Kansas where she lives and she's like struggling to pay rent and she ends up um, meeting this guy Gentry and he uh, is autistic and but he immediately has this affinity for her and wants to help her out so it's about their relationship and their friendship and the way that it grows and it's incredible so far it's just like this deep dive into like you know people who live in in like in middle America who are like trying to make ends ends meet and, you know, I think Bryn Greenwood is able to look at people like that with this, like such empathy because mm-hmm. it even says in her author bio, like her parents were drug dealers mm. and like this is something that she she lived like it's a, it's a you know everyday reality for a lot of people and how like a lot of the screwed up things that happen that's just like everyday life for for a lot of people in America. And it's so incredible and in how people still, you know find love and live their lives and have to pay rent and have to feed themselves and like the ways that they do it and it's just incredible so that's the reckless oath we made by Bryn greenwood mine is nama by sarah blake we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback katie wrote in i volunteer with a bookish nonprofit called books to prisoners inmates from all over the country send in letters asking for certain books authors or genres and we send the send them the best match we can find in our library This work is important because most prisons only allow books mailed from authorized vendors, so family and friends can't send any. This means prisoners have to buy all their books and most can't afford to. Inmate jobs only pay a few dollars an hour, and most people leave prison with thousands of dollars of debt due to court fees and the like. There is a huge demand for books from our small organization. In late April, I was responding to letters from December. I wanted to let other glassers know about this nonprofit and ask if you are able for donations of time, money, or gently used paperback books. You can find more information at books to prisoners.net oh that's rad yeah that's super rad we'll and we a- did a whole episode on uh books to prisoners sort of programs yes so yeah if you were interested in this and you have a bunch of books or you just want to donate your time or money that's a great organization that's cool and there will be a link in the show notes Adrian wrote in about her book club. I have been running a book club for 13 years. There's absolutely nothing special about this book club except that I love all the members. <laughs> what do you do when there's like one person in the book club that's your mortal enemy? And that person becomes your enemy. Uh, the membership has changed over the years, but we have had nine at our meeting. But we had nine at our meeting last night. Full attendance is 12. Uh, we read whatever is picked by the hostess for that that month because we figure the point of the book club is to read outside your comfort zone. Half, about half the members work for the library system, so we are careful to choose books that have a lot of copies available at the library, and it's even better if they are available in audio on audio. Everyone brings some food to share, and we spend the first hour eating and chatting, and then an hour-ish talking about the book. Then we chat some more. Last night, we ended up staying there until midnight chatting, and I am truly struggling at work today. Hashtag Saturday librarian problems. Amazing. Wow. Out late at my book club. Oh, that's late. I kind of want to make a t-shirt that says, sorry, I'm tired. I was out late at my book club. That's like <laughs> that's some us problems. I was late, late at discussing books. Yeah, that's that's Mallory Bria life right there. <laughs> also, shout out to the listener who tagged us in that thing on twitter that was like 
a skull ring that you could open up and it, someone was like this is Mallory and Bria because the comment section of it was like oh you could put some poison in there and the other person was like oh but you could fit a skittle in it too I know that's you know John saw this morning and he was like why is this you and I was like Cause, well one is one is Mallory and one is me yeah <laughs> for sure uh, Sam wrote in with Wheelhouse which is British comedy uh, science is both the problem and the solution oh mm-hmm. ensemble pieces I don't know what that means. Uh, like uh, when it's told from like multiple viewpoints. Oh. Don't you think? Or told like not multiple viewpoints, but you're following different people around. So like, oh, you know. like an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought he meant like maybe like this would be an interesting way to put, uh, to describe an anthology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an en- ensemble book. Yeah, yeah. An ensemble writer book. Uh, moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Like uh, older genre fiction by queer authors, i.e. The Once and Future King or The Man Who Folded Himself. Hmm. Alternative history body horror supernatural monsters from non-european folklore and revenge so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes and remember you get two newsletters because you get one from bria and then one mid-month from me that is a our book and snack pairings for the month Good stuff That's there. That's true. <laughs> you get those. So before we talk about Goodreads, we're going to take a quick break. Mallory, what's your favorite short story? Uh, probably something by Shirley Jackson. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love Shirley Jackson as well. But writing short stories is really difficult because it is a very specialized form of literature. And reading short stories is really interesting. You know how you can learn how to read short stories more comprehensively? How? By taking the new course at the Great Courses Plus called Great American Short Stories, a guide for writers and readers. Yeah, this is a very unique thing for America, the short story. It's brief but complex, and this course breaks it down on the history and the substance of the form. So the Great Courses Plus has sponsored the show today. Thank you very much. And they are an incredible company that has thousands of lectures on all kinds of topics like the history of language, Greek mythology, stress management, playing guitar so you can get extra cool, Mm -hmm. or the philosophy of Tai Chi. Amazing. So if you want to try it today, you can sign up for the Great Courses Plus right now. And for a limited time only, as a listener of the show, you get an entire month for free starting right now. There's a special URL, which is the Great coursesplus.com slash classes and you get an entire month of free lectures to listen to and learn from yeah that's the great courses plus.com slash glasses glasses and if you learn something interesting or you take a course that you love tweet at us email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com and let us know we want to hear about your experiences we want to hear what you're learning we love the great courses plus they're so interesting they're so fun to listen to so let us know what you're liking that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash classes. 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 I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Courtney Enlow. I'm Brent Black, and we're the hosts of Trends Like These. Trends Like These is an internet news show where we take the stories trending on social media and go beyond the headlines. We'll give you the actual facts of the story and not just the knee-jerk reactions. Plus, we end every episode with a ray of hope that we call the Wi-Fi of the week. So join us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends.
This week, it's all about Goodreads. What exactly is Goodreads? How do you use it? And what's the fucking point of it? Yeah, we've gotten a lot of emails of people who are like, why do you guys keep talking about this thing? It's called yes. Goodreads. What is it? Well, I can imagine if you were just getting into the literary world or like just getting into like the bookish internet, you'd be like, what is Goodreads? Or like you like would, when the first, remember, I remember when I first made my Goodreads profile many years ago, I was very overwhelmed because there's, there's a lot of stuff that is on with it, especially mm-hmm. now it's such an important part of the bookish internet mm-hmm. that I think we are due for a, for a Goodreads overview. Mm-hmm. Also, first off, just so all, all the cards are on the table here, Goodreads is owned by Amazon. So if you have Amazon qualms, like we all should, because it's eventually going to own our souls, own our souls uh, this is important information to have. And so what is Goodreads? Goodreads is the biggest literary social media site on the internet. It's a place to track your reading, look for new books, connect with other readers, review and rate books, join reading challenges, join groups to discuss books. There are millions and millions and millions of people who use it. So um, a little history about Goodreads. It hasn't been around for that long, so it's not that, it's just pretty quick. It was founded in 2006 and launched early 2007. Um, and the original goal, as stated by the creators, was to help people find and share books they love and to improve the process of reading and learning throughout the world. Very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of 2007, it had over 650,000 members and over 10 million books added. So that means for in like less than a year. That's amazing. That's crazy, right? Um, by 2013, it had over 20 million members. Yep. That is crazy. nuts. And then Amazon bought it. Um, the Authors Guild responded to the, the buying of it. Um, they were very not happy about it and they said it was a truly devastating act of vertical integration and Amazon's control of online book selling approaches the insurmountable. Um, Around the same time uh, or a little before that Amazon also bought Shelfari. Um, Remember Shelfari? I do actually. I vaguely remember it too, but then they folded Shelfari, but because Goodreads was so doing so well, I assume yeah. they kept it open. And I will say I did like Goodreads a lot better than Shelfari. I don't remember Shelfari well enough. I, I remember joining Goodreads, playing with it for a while, and then promptly forgetting about it. And so that's why if you look at my Goodreads, there's a huge gap between like, it must have been like early, like... 2009 2010 and like uh, two years ago shelfari was cuter i will say that's one thing god damn it it's been good reason's been around for over a decade now and they still haven't figured out to make it less ugly yeah it's a very complicated website like when you look at it it's very busy yeah it's It's all well it's not even as busy it's beige it is very beige it's It's very beige. beige and um you can connect it directly to your amazon so amazon does own it and when you write stuff on Amazon and if it's connected to your Amazon account or you write, if you look up stuff on one or the other, Amazon is going to know that cross mm-hmm. searching. You know, it's that yeah. thing of when you search for like a pair of shoes and then all of a sudden it's like it's advertised to you on every site you go to and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? I already bought these shoes or I haven't. I'm mm-hmm. not going to buy these. Quit advertising these little shoes to me. I've yeah. already, <laughs> I'm already, already wearing them. <laughs> I'm wearing these shoes. <laughs> you don't, you're you're t- wasting your time. Um, yeah. So... Amazon knows what you're doing. It sees you when you're sleeping. sleeping. It knows when you're. It knows when you're awake. It knows when you've bought the shoes or not. <laughs> and so, be, be careful what you put on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. That's the point. Uh, anyway, but for beginning users, we're going to run you through it. Yeah. So, starting on Goodreads is similar to. Basically, any social media site. You make a profile, you add your friends. Only on this, what you do is add books that you've read. And you can rate these books with a star system. It's like one out of five stars. Um, Leave a review. You can sort them into shelves. The three basic ones are want to read, reading, or read. So, books that you are interested in reading, books you are in the act of reading, or books you've already read. Or, as we talked about on a previous episode, and many, 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 many people wrote in to tell us, you can add custom shelves so you can make a 
you can go and add an exclusive shelf and edit it and make a do not finish shelf mm-hmm. or yeah did not finish shelf mm-hmm. um favorite books or you know whatever mm-hmm. uh and it's also again something worth noting that i've talked about before my difficulties with you, the mobile version of goodreads can't do a lot of the things that the desktop version can there's been a lot of times where i'm like a listener will write in and tell us something about goodreads and i go to check it out on my phone i'm like oh this doesn't work and i like totally forget that you have to do it on the desktop version so if you're starting out or you think you don't like it because it feels clunky go for the desktop version it might just mm. because you're on your phone hmm and there's a lot of cool things for readers here. I mean, because it's owned by Amazon, you can sync your Kindle with your Goodreads. You can save quotes. Um, uh, and on Goodreads, it saves it to both. Um, uh, you can have what you're reading easily pop up. You can join giveaways, ask authors questions. Like, a lot of authors will say, like, Goodreads author on there. And so you, like, know that they will, like, respond to things or talk to you. I'm not really sure how you qualify. Do you know you qualify to be a Goodreads author? I'm a Goodreads author. What does that mean? I think you just make an author page. Oh, cool. So it's just making an author page. That's it's, cool. it's, I think what it is is you have to connect your profile to a book that is on there. Oh, cool. Okay. So like once Lady from the Black Lagoon was on Goodreads, then I could be like, hey, that's mine. And then I'm a Goodreads author. Oh, that's interesting. You, so you, if you like me or Lady from the Black Lagoon, you can go on Goodreads and follow me as an author. Oh, that's cool. Is that different from following like a regular person? Yes. Oh. And actually, I am in the process right now of working with my publicists to do, like, more stuff on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, you can also join groups to find friends and talk about books you like, take quizzes about books, participate in polls. I always do vote in the Goodreads end of year best I, books. Yeah. I like that one. And then it, it'll tell you. It'll be like, oh, here once they've, like, everybody's voted, which is, like, so many votes, mm-hmm. uh, it, you'll be like, oh, this book you read is nominated or this book you read won or whatever and kind of like keeps up with all that for you, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and also a lot of people do the Goodreads Challenge. There's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you, uh, again, like if you want, if you have reader goals you want to hit, you can sign up for the that Goodreads Challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's a yearly Goodreads Reader Challenge. And you basically, it's it's not like one across the board challenge. You as an individual set a number of books that you want to hit. And it's like a Fitbit or something like it like whenever you go on your goodreads it's like you've read 39 out of 52 books yeah. or whatever you want to read a book a year yeah. and you can send book recommendations to people and if you i didn't know this until recently if you like looking at statistics you can check out your reading stats and you can go to your friends page and see how compatible your reading tastes are wow i didn't know that it'll be like a little venn diagram like you're should we check right now to see if yeah what what do you mean okay wait what do you what are you talking about fascinating live our Bria and Mallory well, I compatible. Will actually, I will actually take this to well, I as listeners of the show know I haven't used my Goodreads all year because I'm a coward and I get I don't like reading reviews of my books because I don't want That doesn't make you a coward coward. That just means you do, I don't read reviews of things I do. Okay. We are Mallory's books. Eight hundred and fifty one books are not in common. Books in common. Our tastes are eighty seven percent similar. I would say that's sort of true. Yeah, that's interesting. We like the same kinds of literary fiction for sure. Yeah, um, that's really that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, we both gave five, and then it pulls up. It's like Mallory gave this number of stars to this, and you gave this number of stars, and Mallory gave. You know, we both gave five stars to Swamplandia. We both gave five stars to Paper Girls. Like these are our star ratings. That's really interesting. Um, and then. That's interesting. We so, are wow. 87% compatible. Also, what's weird is on this friendship page, it says uh, books my friends are reading, people I'm following. Oh, it had a thing where it was like, hey, do you want to have some friend recommendations? 
Like it was like, these people are similar to you. You can also do that. There's so many things to do. In it's this- a great place to find friends, really. Yeah. Um, and so what, what I like at the end of the year is the reading stats mm. where it tells you at the end of the year how many how many books you read, how many five-star books you read, how many four-star books you read, oh, how I'm many... Uh, this like it gives you all like a, a breakdown of all the books you've done. And I love statistics, like stuff like that. So that's really fun. It's also I, I like Goodreads because it's great for browsing. Oh, yeah. and books get tagged with things, so you can search for really, really specific stuff like translated crime books, female, female romance, scary stuff. Like there's so many lists. There's lots and lots of lists. And obviously, it's good for ratings as well. I mean, I know this is the reason you're not logging on, but if there's a book that I'm trying to decide, like whether or not I want to read it, I will go to Goodreads and be like. Oh, okay. You can like see if is the rating like is it a three? Is it a four? Something. Yeah. I find most things really on Goodreads fall between three and four. Yeah. Just but it's a law of averages. If you're if you're a, a three point five or higher, you're actually doing quite well in yes. Goodreads. Um, and I rarely find something over a four. It's no, like yeah. the only things that come. I feel like they have things with less reviews. Like if you're over a four and you have a lot of reviews, it's like that's crazy. Yeah. Like you almost everything starts falling into the like three point five ish range, yeah. which I guess is the law of averages. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people, as our listeners have told us, if they give something a three, that's not bad. So I think there's a lot of like that. Just people are like, it's good. Yeah, I love. Uh, I, it's funny to see some people were like, I, I saw because while I was doing research for this, I had to go on Goodreads, and there was I saw some reviews. One guy was like, great book, three stars. I and know. I was like, that's not great. Okay. <laughs> but I but I understand that's what people do. So like I kind of like even though my average obviously I've talked about I rate everything five stars or I don't rate it. Um basically you just don't know what I think of it. Um even if it's like four stars I'm like well, I don't want to bring down their average. Um and so but I but my personal when I'm re- looking for stuff to read I'm like if it's above a 3.5 it's quite good. If it's yeah. above a 3 I actually think it's probably pretty good as well like oh, yeah it's pretty like anything above a three is probably pretty good on goodreads yeah for sure mm-hmm. and you can i didn't know this but you can add your local library to your book links so if you're checking out a book there'll be a link to take you to that and by checking out a book i mean you're like look you're browsing looking at a book like the book's page on Goodreads, there'll be a link to take you to that book's page on your library's website is that true i haven't never done that you gotta go to your book links it's not easy to do, but on the right-hand side, there's popular links, and you can add it as a link. It's super complicated to do. <laughs> okay. It's like the Matrix so in here I with know, you and the Los Angeles so Public Library. Public, Los Angeles Public Library extension, which I have on this and on Amazon, so that it comes up and tells me whether or not... Um, this extension pops up on both on both pages, and it says, this book is available at your library mm-hmm. or not. So... Right now I'm looking at, thank you to uh, the listener that I'm following. Uh, She has the Devouring Grey on her list. It's available at the library, not available via audiobook. Anyway, what's cool about it is you can go through and it's like discuss this book. And it has, if you scroll to the bottom, it has reviews. I think the conclusion with the library thing is that you need to go read this article about how to add the library to your Goodreads. So it is not super um, easy to do. I would say just get library extension if you really want to add the library to your Goodreads because that's what I have and it works great. There you go. Yeah, on the books. Okay, yeah. After you do this, if when you go to the page for the book where it says get a copy, there'll be a link where it says links. There's a drop down menu and it says LA Public Library. Got it. Okay, so you can so you can add the links, but I think getting the library extension for Goodreads is a way better idea. It's because it's literally right there on the page. It'll say like the name of the book, Los Angeles Public Library, wherever your library is, where how many copies are available. Anyway, that was a long t- tangent. What were we talking about? 
Bria, how do you use <laughs> What do you, how I'm do you? I'm going to cut out a lot of that air and listeners are going to be like, why are they so, and it's like, because we just spent 20 minutes trying to put the library thing on our Goodreads page. <laughs> yeah. How do Listen, you? We're readers. Okay. We're artists. We're not here for technology. <laughs> what am I, a scientist? <laughs> I didn't come here to invent a computer. I came here to read a book. Even though you do all the editing and the technical <laughs> stuff true. for the show. Uh, but I'm not good at it. It takes me a lot of Googling. Um, how do I use Goodreads? I use it to keep track of what I read. I basically use it. I like it because I have it on mobile and it uploads and I always have access to it. Mm-hmm. So I can go in at any time. As I talked about on an episode we just did, I wake up sometimes at 3 in the morning, read a book, finish it. I need to write it down because I won't write it down. I'll forget that I read that book. Um, and Strong feelings. So um, if I'm, I'm not usually near my actual real-life notebook where I keep all of my books, so I sort of use it as a... Uh, book tracker. And I didn't use it regularly until we started this podcast, which I think we've been doing for about 17 years. <laughs> Not how long we sure I love you. 45 years. How old am I? Um, we turned back and we're both ancient. Yeah, I know, we're I know. All, we're all uh, gray-haired. But that's when I was like, you know what? I think early in an episode I was like, my goal is to start using Goodreads. And I have done it pretty regularly, which is good. Nice. I don't... I forget some books. Like, I just don't have, like, a memory for this kind of thing. And I read on a Kindle, so the books kind of, like, disappear into the ether afterwards. So I don't see them read on my shelf ghost and books. I know. They just, poof, they're gone. Um, the other thing I do, which I was just saying, is that I do go and look. When I'm thinking about a book or trying to decide between two books, I will go look at Goodreads and be like, oh, this score is good. This score is sort of good. And then that will, like, that will tempt me. I also... Thank you, people who have friended me, friended me on here, because I will go and look at your reviews specifically. And if it's like, oh, like like five people I'm friends with on here gave this three stars, or five people I'm I, I'm friends with on here gave it five stars, like it means a big difference, yeah. you know. Like, or people who just marked it red, then I'm like, oh, I feel like they probably didn't like that much. Like, but if like so many people gave it five stars, I'm like, this will be the next book I read. So I, I use it in that way. The other, like, relying straight up on like community stuff, um, I don't do that much, and I tried to. I tried to read some of the, like, um, book club stuff, but it's harder for me to get involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have the time. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but you can do a lot, and I can see how people can use this for so many different things, which is cool. Yeah. What, how do you use Goodreads? <laughs> well, so I'm taking 2019 off because I'm too scared of seeing people who hate my book because um, I'm a baby. I'm a baby. <laughs> it's okay to be... It's a, it's okay to be to not want to read criticism from people who don't know you and can say mean things about you publicly. Publicly, thank you, Bria. That's a total like. I mean, I think people don't think about that. It's hard as a person to be like you don't know me, so the only thing you know about me is this one thing, and you just were mean about it. So it's like, yeah. So as, as far as that person knows, they don't like you. Yeah. And like that doesn't mean anything. Even if you don't know who they are, they know who you are, which is like means they can have an opinion. I, as a person who's been you're making ma- art in the public for a long time, I'll say it's really hard and I don't, you can't, you can't, you have to sh- protect yourself in whatever way you know how. Which is not use Goodreads for That's a whole fine. year. That's fine. I think it's fine. I don't read any reviews. Uh, although I will say I had to look at it for this episode. Uh, I'm almost at 2,000 reviews. So thank you so, so, so much That's to all great. the people who listen to the show, who love Lady from the Black Lagoon. It means the world. It's really, really good for the book yeah if you haven't done that and you like the book taking the time to do that would be great thank you so much but the thing is i love goodreads i miss it like just looking at you using it i'm like oh man i miss goodreads i love having a list of all the books i've ever read on my phone at all times i love being able to organize them by star rating so at the end of the year i can easily see all the books i loved Uh, i never use the social media aspect of it 
just because I already have too many social media apps, I think. Mm. And I just like, they make, it makes me anxious. Like I can't even, I already stopped using Tumblr because I was like, just too, I just have too many social media apps. So I don't like, and I stopped using Tumblr recently. Didn't, you didn't stop using that in like 2005? I used it up (laughs) until like a year ago. What? Yeah. Wow. I was looking at pictures of spooky things. Oh, wow. Just like bats and things. I recently started using Pinterest regularly, which seems like, I guess I'm at that age. I know a lot of people who look at Pinterest is cool. I think it's a homeowner thing too. Where oh I'm like, yeah. I must create a board for this. <laughs> how else do I know how to decorate it? And the truth is I just create the board and never do anything. Yeah. Well, but it is fun though. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah. So I stop. I, I don't use the social media aspect and I feel like oh, the book discuss. like I get a lot of that, like talking about books thing, doing this podcast with you and like interacting with and looking at like. Uh, the Reading Glasses Facebook group or interacting with fans on the Reading Glasses Twitter account. So I'm like, I have, and like my boyfriend's a big reader. So like I have enough bookishness in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you have literally created your life around bookishness. I don't know why you would need more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm podcast. good. But I mostly, so I, I'm the same as you. I mostly use Goodreads as a reading tracking app. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people like Goodreads because they want book recommendations. And I feel like you and I have so many avenues of book recommendations that I don't need I I just don't need more of it like between listening to all the book podcasts I do like being friends with you dating Jeremy like all my friends like the internet Twitter being friends with lots of authors like I'm good I already have way too many books to read Um, but I do love that there's so many ways that you can use Goodreads yeah it's cool looking through it because there's a lot of these things that I don't even I truly didn't even know about which is really interesting I mean it's it's a good app it's great and website i wish it wasn't beige but like yeah what color would you like it to be blue okay i feel i wish you could customize it oh that would be cool like your gmail yeah Yeah. that's what i mean get on it goodreads i know you can do this you can do it and i think it's important for folks to know all this stuff precisely because it's it is the biggest bookish social media site there is and there's so many users it's just a huge force in the book world like the yearly goodreads choice awards are now a big deal for authors like as an author like your Goodreads stuff is a big deal. And that's mm-hmm. like, like, I like looking at this and I was talking to my publicist and I'm like, oh shit, I got to fucking start doing author stuff on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. So if you, there are questions you want me to answer on Goodreads, like there's, if you're interested, let me know on Twitter or whatever. If you are interested in interacting with me on Goodreads, I will be more inclined to go over there if I know that there's a bunch of nice people that are waiting for me instead of a bunch of men to yell at me about feminism. I have seen a lot of people write on their Goodreads author page. They're like, I don't answer questions here. Find me here. Like people have that on there because I've gone to go like see what the author is saying and Mm -hmm. like so i think there are people who definitely don't use it who are authors the other thing i'll say the list thing i do use the list thing sometimes especially for this show when i'm like what is the name of that book and i'm like and i'll be like women start like like the really specific list and people make those specific lists and i'll be like great oh just like nature books that i've read because i can't remember and i'll like be able to look at lists and then i'll see which ones i've actually read when we are giving out book recommendations sometimes i'm like totally yeah so i use that a lot and i think it's great and i think if you are just starting out in the bookish community and you want to look for new ways to improve your reading life good reading is a really great place to start and also warning if tracking your reading or reviewing books publicly or social media makes you anxious try book buddy which we talked Mm -hmm. about on a previous episode i think what i'm going to do in 2020 is i'm going to um because i i one of the things i've been having a hard time with is ever since we started the show and i became an author like there's a lot more eyes on what i'm reading and i feel a lot of pressure and i never want to unless an author is like a murderer like i don't want to 
like negatively affect an author in any way, shape or form just because I didn't like a book because books are so subjective. So what I think I'm going to start doing is only putting books I loved on Goodreads, mm. not even not like not rating them anymore. Just mm. like either giving four or five stars and then putting everything into my book buddy. Hmm. Okay. That big, like that. that big book with arms and legs and a monocle is yeah, going to hold all my like, secrets. Mallory, I'll, I'll hold your secrets. He's got. He's, he's gonna, got my he back. Like Foghorn Leghorn. I think. For sure, he does, and he is my friend. Mallory, I'll hold those <laughs> secrets. Give him on over. You think he would hold me too? <laughs> yeah. Come over into my book arms. Your <laughs> arms into books. Not comfortable. Not comfortable at all. I am totally fine with that. So you can send your thoughts on Goodreads to podcast at gmail.com And before we answer a recommendation request, we're going to take a quick break. You know what I love? Snacks. Yes. Pickles? Yeah. Ebooks? Ebooks. Also, animals, including the cat that I live with, the cat that I share a home with. The evil cat that you love so much. It is true. He is a giant Persian and he's got an attitude problem. <laughs> he looks he's like a Persian with a toad. He, he looks like he was created by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. It's really true. He's oh. a real celebrity, though. And <laughs> you know what I don't love about him? What? Cleaning that litter box. Do you like cleaning up your cat's litter boxes? No, isn't it weird that I just have a box in my house that my cat's poop in? Yeah, it's weird. And well, I have to clean everyone it. Everyone does who has a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. We are definitely <laughs> the, the subservient species to our cats. Oh, it's incredible. But guess what? what? There's, a, there's a solution to this. Tell me the solution. <laughs> Arm & Hammer created new cloud control cat litter. No cloud nasties here. It's 100% dust free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in that litter box stays in that litter box. Yeah, I don't like the cat litter that has perfume in it because then it just smells like poop and lavender yeah and then sometimes you can smell it on their feet and when they like crawl around you're like oh i know where you just were you're like i'd rather just not know <laughs> keep it a secret <laughs> so your cat will be secretly in the litter box with the cloud control cat litter mm-hmm. so that's new cloud control cat litter by arm and hammer more power to you this is nasa uh, I see a flat earth, but we should lie to everybody about it and say it's round 10-4. Maximum Fun brings you the latest podcast, an expose on the flat earth. I want to take advantage of humankind and make them believe a lie so that they will trust us with the government. It's all an elaborate lie. And when you get on a plane, they purposefully fly you farther than you need to go. It's disgusting. It needs to be stopped. And if you listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we will tell you the truth behind the lies. I'm just kidding. kidding. No, we no. won't do that. We will just tell you the truth behind the truth because what we do is we look at extraordinary claims. That's right. We've gone undercover with alternative medical treatments, fringe religious groups, fringe science claims, the spiritual paranormal. We're there to check it out and let you know what happens. Is the Queen Mary haunted? I don't know. Find out. We show up. We make friends. We learn what happens when you ask questions and we tell you all about it. And we get all that funky stuff done to us. It's Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org. Now we're going to answer a recommendation request. This one is wicked late, almost a year late. Sorry, folks. We literally get hundreds and hundreds of these, so I'm doing my best. <laughs> we get so many, and I feel so bad. So if, especially if uh, I sometimes I see that we've gotten a, a, a request, and it's like time sensitive. And folks, 
I don't know. I don't know how to what don't to tell make you. It time sensitive. We get so many. We do our best. Um, so Johnny writes in. I started prepping for a national novel writing month project, NanoRimo, and I'm looking for some additional inspiration. I'm looking for fiction or nonfiction about female con artists or grifters, undercover rebellions, and this one might be a stretch, but it's up Bria's alley. Future sci-fi space tourism and passenger travel. Bria, what should Johnny read? Oh, Johnny, with <laughs> an I. I. I okay there was one book where I was like ooh there's a book I want to recommend I couldn't remember the name I had to take it to the google um it's a great like new planet book which I think fits into the it's like kind of space tourism y and it involves anyway well it's called Dark Orbit by Carolyn Ives Gilman it was I don't know why I couldn't remember that name I mean I think that it actually is a relevant name, but it, it There's also There's so many books like, that are similar to that name. Yeah, where it's like space darkness, you know, yeah, space, dark orbit. But it actually darkness. is like quite specific to the book because it's about a woman who's banished to another planet. So female grifter-ish. And um, there's this mystery when she's on this other planet, and then she's with this group of people, and they discover these blind aliens, thus Dark Orbit. And okay. it's just, like, a really great ride. I kind of was, like, trying to remember this book the other day, so maybe I also just want to talk about it, because I was thinking about how cool it was. Um, and it's just, like, an interesting pass. There's a lot of passenger travel in it. Um, yeah, I think this is definitely one to pick up for this. Um, if you want just, like, a Journey Through Space book... A passenger travels. I could not think of a space tourism book, although there was quite a few. There were ones I had trouble thinking of one to recommend. So just a journey through space book. Um, that book, Spaceman of Bohemia by, oh. I've heard of this. By Jaroslav Kalfer. Um, it's great. It's interesting. It's about a man on a journey from the Czech Republic uh, on his way to Venus. He sort of leaves behind his family and everybody to go to Venus. And it's like him alone. And it's this alone book in space <laughs> alone um, in space i mean that is a genre though space i love an alone in space book so uh, that's another interesting i mean i think these are both cool like passenger space travels i'm sorry i couldn't fulfill space tourism i'm sure there's a lot of them i just couldn't i'm having trouble thinking of a good one i mean i'm not the right person to yeah ask. what do you recommend for johnny so i was going for female corner artists and grifters and i'm very going very old school with this one i think that johnny should read a scandal in bohemia by sir arthur conan doyle mm. uh, which has the character of irene adler who is a brilliant female con artist and it's really fun to read sherlock holmes meet his match and a strong female character and it's a sherlock holmes mystery so you know it's gonna be wicked good oh nice and very classic nice. so good good um inspiration there for johnny hopefully johnny you maybe you didn't finish your NaNoWriMo project last year and you're going to give it a go again this november and this will help you out let us know how that goes so time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners nicole writes in i've recently decided to change my bullet journal into a book journal it'll have the books i've read the author year published and a summary how do you guys organize your book journals by title series authors or genres the problem is i don't know where to start with it do i start with a series or single books something i've read before or something new i have so many options that i'm having trouble narrowing it down to a starting point bria what should nicole do so i don't have like one of these fancy you know these i feel like i go online and look at people's bullet journals and i'm like oh like fancy yeah the very I instagrammable don't, i don't have an instagrammable bullet journal i was working with this producer and his was so cool and it was like every day i try to read 20 pages and then really? i do 20 push-ups and like he had little checks for everything and he writes it all down and it was like so cool and like stickers and like all sorts of stuff damn my i don't have a bullet journal mine's a book journal it's very basic it's a handwritten journal with the book the author 
the year it was published, which is a recent thing I started doing, and I gave it a score, like a school lettering system, A, B, C, D. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's more remembering like what I read instead of the whole bullet journal thing, which I think, I feel like bullet journaling is this process you do because you're trying, it's it's like journal journaling. Like yeah. it's like a little bit of a, like a um, self-reflection, like self-improvement, you know, like all of these things. And I keep a regular journal for that kind of stuff that I just write in sort of free form. You are a very journal-centric person. Mm-hmm. I am. I like a journal. Um, <laughs> I like a journal. I keep two journals. I keep a daily journal and then a weekly journal. Uh, the weekly journal is bigger and uh, no one will ever find it. And then my daily journal is accessible and it doesn't have that much uh, in many secrets in it. Um but yeah, I don't do anything too crazy. I don't need to know all this stuff. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I like to do... Like, there was a person who sent us a thing where they were like, I like to put the cover of my book and draw... A, yeah, that's really cool. Which was really cool. Like, it's just for me, I feel like I'm like, once I'm done with the book, like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on to the next book. Like, I... It's only so much time for books in the world. I'm going to keep reading. Yeah. Keep it on going. <laughs> I don't need to, like... I, I So I don't spend a ton of time. What, what do you do? What's your book journal? I mean, mine is always organized by the order in which I read since it's more of like a book tracking mine's journal. Same, 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 same. Um, I definitely suggest starting by... Nicole, what exactly do you want to get out of the journal? Like, Ooh. like Bria Ooh, said, yes. is this like... Hold this journal. How does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> is it a self-improvement journal? Is it uh, like, do you want to track your reading by and read more books? Do you want to reflect on your favorite books? Do you want to mm. conquer a reading goal? Mm. Uh, I think the form needs to follow the function on this. So if it's tracking, you know, you go by the red date. Uh, the books you love, keep it random, but like, you know, group your series together. Like, I love all this stuff. If you're working towards a reading goal, like list by whatever the goal is. Like, um, trying to read more books by which women like list all the authors like i think nicole needs to just figure out like why exactly she's keeping this journal mm-hmm. and then make, like figure it out from there yeah i think that's great and i think i mean it seems like nicole wants to change wants to just go focus more on books instead of like a daily thing so i think like yeah if you are going from bullet journal to book journal i think you can keep the style of a bullet journal and make it like interesting because i think that that's part of the bullet journaling process i think it's like you making you're making it it's like a piece of art a bullet journal you know yeah and so i think keeping that in there and that like style and the love of the bullet journal but maybe just simplifying it down you know so that it becomes like just a little paragraph or just a little you know like something so you can keep the love of it without like spending way too much time bullet journaling yeah i think that with journals there's like a lot of pressure to like oh god i've got this new beautiful journal that Mm -hmm. i spent money on and i've got to fill it with lofty thoughts and do all these things like (laughs) i think just figure out what nicole wants from this like what you know you don't have to write you don't have to track your reading if you don't want to you can just write about the you can have it be a book full of books that you liked you know you don't Mm -hmm. whatever you feel like you don't have you're not beholden to anything i think the one thing we both agree on though if you're keeping track of it it's good to have author book and then the year it came out some reason that oh, like stopped, feels relevant you don't do anymore i don't do that anymore really, i do I, I do author i do the title and the author and then what i think of it and like the That's number it. and the number it is in my like number 79 or number 80 something and like. i don't keep up with that i don't keep up like i don't want to know how many books i've read why mm, i'm not competitive with myself like that <laughs> interesting <laughs> i don't See, have it's like so that. funny because it's interesting like i'm like that i'm only i'm only competitive with myself i think the problem is i would be like i actually have that in me and i have to really clamp it down and i have to really i have to be like no barrier to yourself like this is my boundary to myself whereas like i can't 
think about that because I will only think about that. And then I'll be like, but I have to keep reading. I have to read more books than I read last year. And like, I can't be on that train. Like I know myself too well to know that I will like try to outdo me Interesting. Or, or, or whatever goal I have. Like, cause I'm so goal oriented. I can't do that. So I do keep up with the year I read it. Cause it's going to just make it easier for my end of year lists. That's all. Yeah. So the year, I, the, no, I'm sorry, not the year I read it. The year it came out. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh, it's 2019. So I know I can. Yeah. I, I know, well, that's one thing. I, I highlight all the books that came out in the year that I'm making the journal. The books that came out that year. Yeah. So all my 2019 oh, okay. so releases like, get like hi, get a green highlight. Well, I also like to kind of know because sometimes I'm like, I haven't read a year or a book over like two years old in like a long time, and I kind of like, oh, I should go back and read like a book from 1975 just to like. Oh, I mix just it remember. Up. What year it came out? Well, that's yeah. your brain. I don't have that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what books your books came out. I mean, you're, well, how old you are? I don't know how old you are. Because I, because deep deep down, you know that I'm like 2,000 two <laughs> years old. <laughs> no, I truly, I don't know dates and I don't know years. This is like I, it's not something I I know about. Yeah, when I well, it's it, what's interesting is this year I've read maybe I've read half the books that I between for, because of book tour, which mm. just like train wrecked my life yeah. in a good way but just like i didn't have time i'm i it, as, as of september 1st today's september 1st i've read 80 books this year and that's half of what i normally read oh wow yeah oh, that's wow. like no, normally i'm almost i'm like almost 200 and this year has been like but, but how it's do you nice, feel about that kind of bummed out but i not in like a oh i'm mad at myself but now i'm like oh i want to for me it pushes me to read more it's like when i lift like this old like mm-hmm. I'm only competitive. I only like stuff like that where I'm only competing with myself. Mm, got it. Like, okay. I'm just like, it, it never makes me feel bad. It just pushes me to do more. Right. Like, I write down, I have a, I also have a journal for all the weight that I lift. And I'm like, if I, one, one week I don't improve, I'm like, oh no, I got to eat more protein. I gotta <laughs> do more. Like, I like, but I don't, it doesn't, it, for me, it doesn't have a negative effect, but I can understand where for somebody else, it might make them feel bad. And then they're like, oh, I only read this many books. I should stop journaling. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Don't I want Nicole. I want Nicole to only do this if it's actually making her happy. Sure. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who are on our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember that you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. You can help us feed our cats and look great doing so and show off your love of reading. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show and don't feel like spending any money, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us and helps us reach more readers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading glasses podcast and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks for reading maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported